Do you like pop culture? I do. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you, Andrew. Oh. If you enjoy movies, television, all that kind of stuff, uh, we have a lot of fun on Sif Pop Podcast, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. So you can come check us out every week. You can listen live or just download it to your podcast feed. Every single week, Aaron breaks down the newest movies that are big in theaters, and I make funny noises. <laughs> you could probably pick one of those that you would like. You can join us every weekend live by looking at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA, or you can find us in your podcast player of preference by searching for Sift Pop. The Horror Movie Podcast is listener-funded by fans like you at Patreon.com. You can find out more at Patreon.com slash The Horrible Movie Podcast. You're listening to the Studio DNA Network, studiodna.media. Welcome back, folks, to the Horrible Movie Podcast. Um, my name is Jack, and uh, you have tuned in uh, to a great episode of our show. Uh, we're going to be talking today with Mark Phillips. Mark, what's going on? Not much, sir. I'm just uh, um, chilling. You and I, you, the other day I said, hey, you should come back on the show. Uh, you said there's only one way. There's only one way. One was a complete lobster dinner. With all the trimmings uh, that's right. from Red Lobster, who's our new sponsor of a show. Um, that's a joke. But uh, the other was to watch your favorite movie you've ever seen called The Lobster. It's my favorite. The Lobster. Uh, am I pronouncing that right? Is it, is it a foreign movie? So I can't call it The Le, Lobster. Le Lobster. Le Lobster. Um, because it's a French director. It's French, and it is phenomenal. Artsy. Fartsy. As I like to call it. So let's talk a little bit real quick. The lobster. What's your first? Um, the, the lobster came out in 2015, by the way. Yeah. Uh, tell me about your first um, experience with the lobster, which stars Colin Farrell, by the way. My first uh, initial response was what? Like as in uh, this this movie? Uh, what what happened was here's what happened. It came out, I think it was at the Moxie. Mm -hmm. My wife and I went to the Moxie. We go there quite a bit. Yeah, which is a local theater right. that shows independent films. A lot of times it'll show, it shows mainstream as well, but not as not as much as independent. Um, and we thought, uh, we saw the poster and thought that looks really weird. But I think we ended up seeing, we didn't see it there. We ended up seeing something else. And we, we talked about it. And my son, Jack, uh, who was in your wife's yes, great class. exactly. Um, he thought it was hilarious that we were talking about this movie called The Lobster. So he kept bringing it up. Hey, you should see The Lobster. Like he was just, it's like his sense of humor. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he has a good sense of humor too. He, uh, my wife always talks about how good his sense of humor is, seriously. <laughs> and not like an annoying way. My wife right, teaches right. fifth grade folks. And so she'll sometimes be like, yeah, this kid thinks he's funny. Not funny, no. Your right. son, Jack, very funny. It's a lot of it, his first name. So, right, exactly. Uh, so um, we, we went and saw a movie called The Favorite with Emma, Emma Stone. 
who was this director also did that movie, but it's newer, and it was about Yor- Queen Anne. Yorgos Lanthimos. Right. And the movie The Favorite was crazy, and which most of the movies we've seen at the Moxie kind of are out there. So we decided, you know what, we're going to do it. And Lobster, I, The Lobster, I believe, was on Netflix or Hulu or something. So we ended up mm-hmm. watching it at home, and it blew our minds. And then when you called me, because <laughs> it's so out there, and when you called me uh, to say, hey, any other bad movies, I was like, I looked at my wife, and I was like, hey, what's a bad movie seen lately? And she's like, The Lobster. And I'm like, you're absolutely oh, yeah, right. You're right. And so uh, when you called me, I said, hey, let's do The Lobster. And I'd kind of forgotten a lot of what had happened in the movie uh, because it had been probably a year ago since I saw it. And I started researching it, and it was all coming back to me like a bad dream. But I started. Oh, it is a bad. This is a bad dream. This is weird. Gosh, so weird. I think it was. I think the demographic for this movie was more of your psychedelic drug abusers um, because it. I, I think they maybe understand it better than I would. But or a joke. I, I feel like maybe there's a joke here that we're not understanding. That I'm not getting apparently. But well, when I went back through to watch it or to to study this for for our podcast, um, I noticed how many awards it had won, like at Canes oh, and all absolutely. these things, and like the ID, IMDb like. Rating, I think, is like 83%. Which is amazing. And Rotten Tomatoes is up there. And I'm just like, what? And so I I realized, and I've I've accepted the fact that I'm not artistic enough to appreciate these kind of movies. I I don't know how these kind of movies could be used in quotes more than this, though. Because, like, honestly, like... I, I, we'll get into it once we really dive into the plot of the movie, and we'll talk about like why this is. But let's talk real quick uh, about the awards. Uh, let's see, nominated for an Academy Award yeah. for best best original screenplay. Yeah, uh, that to me is mind boggling. Uh, the Keynes Film Festival. Am I saying that right? Yeah, Keynes. Yeah. Um, it's like it over in Paris. Won, I think. Uh, the, ju- the jury prize, uh, a special mention prize. Uh, grand jury prize, another grand jury prize uh, for uh, Bob the Dog, by the way, which is hilarious that Bob the Dog won an award. Right. Um, uh, let's see what else here. Just notable ones because it uh, it was nominated, or Colin Farrell was nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Actor, which, by the way, oh my gosh, so stupid. Uh, Golden Tomato on Rotten Tomatoes for Best Science uh, Fiction Fantasy, which how I actually what fourth place for that one. Uh, which is an award, apparently. A fourth place award. <laughs> it's a tiny trophy with a bowler on top. And it says, Steve Reich. I think that's what you win. Uh, and then uh, a bevy of other uh, random things. Yeah, and not just foreign awards. Like Florida Films Critics Circle. It won there you know, oh. for best film. So, I mean, it's not like you have to be French to like really appreciate this movie. Well, and then it won, like I said, that it won a Golden Globe. Or the, uh, Colin Farrell was nominated for a Golden Globe. And it was nominated for an Academy Award. It's like, we are really... Stretched uh, for movies, apparently, if this is winning awards. Uh, very good. Well, let's talk about the details of the movie. That's right. The deets. Time for some deets. The Lobster, or as you you said it earlier, what, what's the actual name of it? Le Lobster. Le Lobster. <laughs> uh, directed by Yorgos Lanthimos. I'm sure I got that wrong. Sorry, Yorg. Uh, I know we're friends, so I call you Yorg. Um, produced by C.C. Uh, Dempsey. Uh, and uh, Yorgos, written by Ephthemus Flippu. <laughs> oh my God. Well, good luck with that one, Phil. Um, 
starring Colin Farrell, Rachel Weisz, who is who is very attractive. I will say that Rachel Weisz, a very nice, attractive lady. She's in the uh, favorite as well. Yeah, and she's great. I, I like Rachel Weisz. She's great. Uh, Jessica Barden, uh, Olivia uh, Olivia Coleman, Ashley Jensen. Um, John C. Riley. I'll stop with that one. Right. John C. Riley is in this, like we said uh, on the uh, actress spotlight for Colin Farrell. If John C. Riley is around, Will Farrell's around, and obviously Will Farrell, Colin Farrell, like we said, Phil, they're brothers. Oh, so I they're, did not know that. Uh, John C. Riley's their stepdad. They, yes, and he's their stepdad and um, or stepbrother. Wait, wait a minute. Whoa. Maybe I'm getting this mixed up. Uh, Colin Farrell, Will Farrell related. Uh, check fact check that for me, Phil. Um, Narrated by Rachel Weiss, uh, or if you're in Germany, it would be Weiss, W-E-I-S-Z. Um, and a release date, uh, let's see, initially in the States, we'll say it was May 13th, 2016. So in the States, it was released then. An hour, uh, 118-minute runtime. Did it feel like that to me? Yes. I did fall asleep at the end of it. It's more of a Dance with Wolves oh. running time for me. 20, uh, 20. last 20 minutes I fell asleep, and then I had to wake up uh, this morning and finish watching it. Right on. But it was fine. Um, budget of $4 million. Uh, box office of $18 million. Think of all the things they could have done with $4 million. I always say that, man. <laughs> like, I always say that on the show. There are so many positives we could be inducing on the world other than the lobster. Right. Oh, uh, Lobster. Like I Rock said, lobster. Man, just not a... Artistic guy, I guess. You're not. Well, you're going to show me how artistic you are right now because it is time for 30 second synopsis. All right. So you can do this. You can do it. When's this time start? I got it right here on this clock. This is the official timer. Uh, it's, we're sponsored by uh, Apple uh, and we're going to hit start. If you win, uh, since we're Facebook Live today, I'm going to give you a million Libra, which is the new uh, Facebook. Uh, currency on Bitcoin. I'm just joking. Oh. I don't have a million Libra. Bring it, man. And I'm not sure what the money uh, ratio difference is. Bitcoin stuff's crazy. Yeah, it's, right. it's, I don't understand it. All right. And I've had people explain it to me. All right. Of course, I can't pronounce. <laughs> I can't pronounce uh, this name either. So go figure. F. Ephemus Flapu. <laughs> All right, you ready? Thirty seconds synopsis: Mark Phillips, the lobster. Let's, go. Uh, Colin Farrell is this guy whose wife has left him. So, uh, in this uh, dystopian world, if you're single, you have to find a mate within 45 days. So they take him to this like sanitarium place where he looks for a mate, and there's females there, males there. Uh, they have all these rules that you. It's very strict. If you can't find a mate within 45 days. Then they turn you into the animal of your choice. Uh, he ends up finding a couple different ladies, and there's different reasons for him to go in and out. But if he gets turned into an animal, he chooses to be a lobster because he likes their life cycle. Oh. <laughs> and it terrible. As terrible as, as that is, he's exactly true. That's really literally what happens. Um, and it is it's to amazing. die for. It's amazing. It's to die for. <laughs> um, well, very good. Let's dive into, get it what I did there? Let's dive into the sea that is uh, housing the lobster. That's right. Uh, no no chuckles. All right. So um, our friend David. Well, actually, rewind. Before we get to David, the movie opens up with a lady driving in a car. Right. This blonde-haired lady, and she's driving in a car. She pulls off the road, and she literally walk, pulls out of her car, has a gun in her hand, and shoots a donkey. Right. Literal. Literal. And that's it. No, There's another donkey out there, and the, there's two donkeys. She shoots one of them. Right. I don't know if you noticed this, but on the, the other donkey that was away from the other one, walked directly over to the donkey. I wonder if those are trained donkeys. 
or there were humans at one time. Maybe it's a relative of hers. Right, right, she's right. psychotic. That's she what I'm thinking. She is over. She's over the edge. It's her brother. Maybe, maybe so. Took um, all the money. So they have, they have. Uh, we we then segue to David, who is, the the movie is being narrated by Rachel Weiss. David. Uh, is Colin Farrell's character, and he put on uh, he put on quite a bit of weight for this yeah. character. Yeah, he's he chubbed up. He's a, normally in really good shape, right? And SWAT man, it's true. And as Bullseye in uh, Marvel's Daredevil. There you go. Uh, coming to NBC this fall. So she, so he um, is at this hotel. They call it a hotel because they have a hotel manager. It's this lady. And that bald-headed guy that sing a duet with him later, I don't know what right. his role is. He's the assistant to the regional manager. Right. Uh, and they, right? Good point. Uh, thank you. Good uh, he's the right true to the show. Office. Um, yes, very good. And he, she narrates it. He finds out. Then they, she stops narrating it. And Rachel Weiss does. David finds out. He's got 40. You have 45 days to live. We don't, we're not told why he shows up here. Are we ever told? Mark, are we ever told why? I don't think so. I think it's because he's single. And I think they're rounding up all the single people. You have to be in a relationship. Yes. Which, the artsy, fartsy idea, and I understand that, folks. Listen, if you've seen The Lobster, you're like, well, it's because he's trying to to show a society that forces you into being in a relationship. Correct. I understand that. I'm not a total buffoon. I know I can't pronounce... No, there's there's a infamous flapoo, but <laughs> no, there's 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 definitely a correlation with uh, societal norms in this movie saying that uh, society you know pushes people into relationships and that you have to be married or whatever you know this whole uh, you know a lot of people more and more people are getting married but they're still having long term relationships like they were married you know I know a lot of people now that say it's just a waste of money and time and it just wraps you up in legal stuff if there is a, ever a fallout so I think I think there's some artisticness to that but I just show that don't make me try to figure it out oh and it, and so it's pretty heavy handed right. like a lot of the things in this a lot of the uh, things they talk uh, later on that. so in this uh, hotel, uh, you have 45 days to find a partner. There's not a whole lot of... there's. I mean, there are men and women both here. Um, he also, if you don't find a mate in 45 days, you you are, like you said in the 30-second synopsis, uh, you are... Transformed. Transformed. They have a transformation room. You literally are turned into an animal of your cho- choosing now. Right. He walks into this place with a dog. Who is the dog, Mark? That's his brother, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's his brother. It's his brother. Yep. And uh, his brother never found a mate, and so he's taking care of his brother now. Yeah, see, this is all starting to come back. To yeah, me. it's the worst. Um, so he, uh, you're not allowed to um, have any uh, contact, physical contact with people in this, right? Uh, the maid. You remember the yeah, maid? Yeah, I'm afraid yeah. to go into yeah. that. But yeah. Oh, some... by the way, this is for the look. <laughs> this is rated R. Right. Yeah. I will some... say that. I uh, hide the kids on this one. Uh, you don't want them to have to deal with some of the stuff. There is some gore, flat out, yeah. just gore in some of the scenes. Uh, it's pretty pretty rough. Yeah, when I picked this movie, I'd forgotten kind of some of those things. It's fine. You know, it's all good. You're like, hey, I need you here in We're 20 minutes. We're not showing clips of it, so it's, over. it's okay. <laughs> right, that's true. Here's so. a clip. <laughs> Here's a clip for everyone to see. Yeah. Um, so... Um, There's a lot of strong sexual innuendos yes. in there about the relationship stuff and different restrictions you have in this hotel that you can and can't do, but there's always like this temptation thing going on. 
and you can't fake these relationships. You have to have genuine relationships. And, you know, like the blind girl, mm-hmm. there's a blind girl in there. And it's it has more to do with not so much your personality, your heart, or your whatever. It's it's more physical attributes. If you if one person had a limp, so the other person, if they had a limp, then they were more. Yeah, easily, yeah, yeah. You would end up with a person. You right. find things that are compatible. It's like the, a horrible nightmare e-harmony. Yeah. And like, <laughs> and like one girl has, she's blind. And yeah, it, right. Well, hold on. That's the that's toward the end because that's that's Rachel Weiss's character. Right. But we don't meet her till the end, and she's not originally blind, but she is short sighted, which I didn't know. I think we here in America would call that nearsighted. Right. That, that in overseas, apparently, we did, I didn't know this. Is to see far away. Short sighted. Short sighted. How about that? Short sighted. I know some short sighted people, and their <laughs> eyesight's just fine. Ooh, but not biology. <laughs> Uh, so they, um, Colin Farrell's character, uh, he, he is kind of the person you get to discover all the stuff with. He uh, goes there. They have their first little they You have uh, X amount of shirts, uh, slacks. They all look the same. Right. <coughs> they um, Very restrictive. Very restrictive. Yeah, have you have you watched this way off su- subject? Uh, but uh, Handmaid's Tale. Have you watched that? I have not watched. Uh, okay. I've watched like maybe a couple episodes, but I've not watched a whole lot. It's kind of got is that dystopian vibe to it, man. It's very restrictive. It's very. This is what you wear. This yeah. is what you do. This is how it works. So yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. In fact, there's two new episodes out that I need to watch. Interesting. Season three. Gilead is that the place they Gilead. live? Gilead. Yep. Okay. That's right. the United States. It's turned into a mess. So. And that's an older book. In an old, like old 70s yeah, yeah. Right, when it came out originally the um um they have their first little social we you meet a couple secondary characters john i think is one of the characters and then uh john c Riley's character is another one and he has a little bit of a lisp right so he i think he you're kind of left left to believe he doesn't have a whole lot of options there uh just to flush his character out here later on he gets caught doing something uh, That's right. To himself, is all I'm going to say. And yeah. they have punishment, and his punishment is they stick his hand into a uh, toaster. toaster and turn it on, and then holds his hand there and burns it. <laughs> um, this is this is supposed to be a comedy, man. Like, this is supposed comedy. to be a comedy. And I, uh, John is the character. Ben Wishaw is the actor. He meets a girl. He lies about his... Uh, shortcoming, which he uh, she has nosebleeds. Right. Uh, Jessica Barden is that character. She's uh, she has nosebleeds. He fakes having nosebleeds, so he'll like hit himself over and over again, basically to right. cause the nosebleeds, so they can be together. Because Phil, once you have uh, been escorted, like once you have uh, found a mate, then you have you get this larger double room. Then the double room, after that works out well, they send you to the yachts. Right. They also, the by the yachts, way, the yeah. yachts is where, hey, the, your relationship is really taken off here. You're on a yacht out in the bay. And then uh, the big thing that I thought was actually kind of funny was when they said this, and they said it a couple times, uh, if you get out to that stage and you start to fight, uh, we're going to add, we'll, we'll assign you children. That's right, yes, kids. Because then the kids, that normally helps a relationship, to add kids. I don't see that. <laughs> and I did. I you know it, it normally settles the the couple. They don't fight as much. That takes away all kids. the anxieties, kids. Man. <laughs> Which is, I thought that was kind of funny that right. that that is the uh, that that was. But that's again that heavy handed kind of like this society. You will have a mate. You will have kids. The kids are gonna be your solve the issue. You know, solve all your problems. Right. Uh, and you have to have something. You are similar. Right. 
Yeah, too. attributes. Your yeah. attributes. Like I physical. Said attributes. Your attributes have to be the same. Right. Whereas, uh, and then so Colin Farrell. By the way, we're about you know, forty seconds out here, but but uh, Colin Farrell. Another thing we find out is they have to go on these hunts to find uh, people that have escaped right. the hotel. That are still single. They're still single, but they would rather just wander around in the wilderness. Right. And they go out with tranquilizers to hunt them down. And they bring them back. Do they turn them into animals then? I don't think so. I think they, they, I think they make them go through the process. Again. Maybe. So dumb. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, so are you seeing this? Are you want to see this now, Phil? It's funny. It's you really want to watch funny. this? No, it doesn't sound funny at all. It's, it's weird. It's really weird. It's going to get a, weirder, too. Right. It, it somehow gets weirder. Uh, when we come back from this break, um, we'll finish up talking about this, and we're going to talk about what you have been into lately, something you, uh, you're really into. Sure, man. It's going to be great. Yeah, we'll be, be right back. Welcome back. Uh, we are going to we are talking today on the Horrible Movie Podcast about The Lobster. That's right, The Lobster coming to NBC this fall. What happens when your favorite snack from Red Lobster comes to life? Uh, and crash lands into your garage, and we're gonna call him Alf. And he's gonna be a lobster, alien life form, alien life form right. lobster, hey, alien the, the lobster. The guy form. from Alf just died. The dad. Oh really? Like like two three weeks ago. Wow. Uh, yeah. Willie. No, Willie was the kid. Uh, I'm gonna have to look it up. Anyway, Gordon Shumway was Alf's real name, by the way. No, the, the, the yeah, the dad. What's the dad? I don't. Know, I don't know. Man. Alf. A L F. Such a, and he always ate cats, right? And he yeah. eat cats. That's that Alf. Yeah, I love cats. Right. Coming to NBC this fall. Lobster. Right. Yeah, why don't why don't they reboot Alf? <laughs> don't give me any ideas. Man. Hey, they will do it. They will do it except they'll put him in a whole other situation. It's anyway. terrible, man. It's terrible. Like Willie Wonka, when they redid that with Johnny Depp and you know, Tim Burton's lost his mind, I think. I, I was a big Pee Wee's Big Adventure fan. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Did you like the new Willy Wonka? It was okay. I love the old one. Yeah, I, you know why? Because I love Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder's amazing. I I, I uh, find him to be one of my favorite people to watch on screen. Totally, dude. This is great. Him and Gilda Radner, man. Like, like Solid. Totally. I mean, like, amazing. Yeah. Americana, but, comedic couple. Yeah, we got to reboot everything, though. It's terrible. Um, What about... Well, we're on the subject real quick before we get to this. Uh, I was talking about... <laughs> Characters we bring to life, like we talked. Phil said, "Alf." I was making up a fake lobster character. Uh, yeah. We'll call him Butters. Butters. Uh, <laughs> South Park. Uh, so you, uh, what is, um, what is one show like that? Maybe from the eighties. What's your genre of TV? Your genre of eighties uh, TV. Eighties TV. Man, uh, big Blossom fan. Uh, I mean, big, no don't know about the people. That's anybody's guess. <laughs> no, man, I was uh, Dukes of Hazard, hard, hardcore Dukes of Hazard. Okay. Um, in fact, uh, there's a picture on my Facebook page of me and Boss Hog, the real Boss Hog, together. Really? I'll, I'll show it to you. That's uh, awesome. Me and my brother and Boss Hog. Uh, I know there's some, you know, some politically incorrect stuff about that show, but man, that that was that was my show. Uh, G.I. Joe. I was an animated guy. Vol- Voltron was yes. real big. The yes. Lion Voltron, not the weird space air sea Voltron. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of which, Sammy, Sammy Be Good, do you remember him? Yeah, he, he died. Like, yes. Recently. And I, I used to watch his show, man. Wasn't that weird? Like, yeah. I, I saw that popped up. Sammy Be Good is a local, if you're listening to this somewhere else, if you're, if you're listening to this on the radio or on on just on the podcast, you could be literally anywhere in the world. But there's a 
local character that played on local TV on KSPR yeah. uh, called Sammy Be Good. He was actually a performer that performed at Silver Dollar City, which is yeah. you know just down the road from where we're recording at. And he passed away recently. Yeah. And I, I saw that, and I remember thinking, oh, Sammy Be Good. Yeah, I know, man. Anyway, there you go. I, Very I, good. Uh, well, and what's funny is, you know, I pull up, um, I got some episodes. I, I got some of the uh, seasons of Dukes of Hazard uh, for my birthday a long time, it was several years ago on DVD. And mm-hmm. I was watching the first season, and they are terrible. Oh, they're bad. Oh, they're terrible. They're, and, they're, they don't hold up. No, not at um, all. But you also have to turn off your brain and go, you know, this is just right. them doing the same thing over and over again. Of course. It's Mystery of the Week. They'll right. have a guest star on. Mel Tillis will come on. Right. Uh, Waylon Jennings never really came on the show, but he his song was on the show. It. And, yeah, his hand, and his narrated his hands was on the show the whole time. But. And he narrated all the, the good old boys back at the well, farm. Yeah. Bo and Luke, they're yeah, trying exactly. to run some moonshine today. What are we going to do? But yeah, Boss Hog was always extorting the county. You know, oh. And, you and know. then Roscoe Pico turned to go, Oh, get, 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 little fat buddy. Oh, let me have a little piece of that chicken there. But did you know they went through like 350? 50 1969 Dodge Chargers in I love that it. series. I love and, it. And they and they were ramping those things. Those things were not built to get airborne. I mean, they were Even just built they for were speed. Even though they were full-on metal back then. I mean, it was totally. just solid metal. But you – and the series that I got, you watch them, and they – the first couple that they test screen for the jumps, <laughs> they would nosedive because they had these big 400 engines there. Yeah. And you boom. So they start putting concrete in the trunk. To level oh it out through my the air, gosh. <laughs> they pour concrete in the truck, and then it slow modes some of the landings, and mm-hmm. you would see like the shocks shoot through the hood of the car, <laughs> and then it shows like Bo and Luke, like oh that was cool, and they just drive off, and it's uh, well, oh it's hilarious. Did you like the movies? They came I, out. No, with I hate them. And well, I'm so a bro- next I'm a, time you come on. I'm a Broken Lizard fan too, man. Well, and, next, but next time you come on, we'll do a. Like Super Troopers yeah. is amazing. Yeah, I love those guys. But whenever they took over, well, like, Johnny Johnny Knoxville is is he terrible, Luke, Luke man? Yeah, and then Bo was uh, Stifler. Yeah, and I thought Matthew McConaughey would have been a perfect Bo. He's yeah. already got the Southern twang, yeah. kind of blonde hair, and like I just had my whole things. I had a you know, but then I saw Broken Lizard was doing it, and they just made it a joke. But yeah, oh well, it, it is what it is. Um, you know what else is what it is? What's that? Colin Farrell uh, wants to become a lobster. I know. <laughs> but along the way, he runs into uh, the craziest person at the uh, – gosh. The craziest person at the uh, – uh, whatever this is. The, the, the hotel. The hotel. And, and it's you're going to love this one, Phil. Her real name – the actress's real name is Angeliki Papulia. Papulia. She's really? Greek. I know I butchered it, folks. I'm sorry. Anyway, she is heartless. She's the one that shot the mule to start out with. Uh, she comes back, and uh, Colin Farrell realizes, I've got to find a mate, or I'm going to have to be turned into a lobster. So he starts doing what the uh, guy with faking his nosebleeds does, and he uh, acts like he is heartless as well. Um, at one point, a lady jumps out of the a lady that really wanted to be with him. This lady that tried to give him these biscuits uh, or the crackers in our terms. Uh, she says, I, "I think if I can't find love, I'm just going to jump out of my window." And then she did. She did at one point, and he just acts like it didn't even happen. And so did the heartless lady. And he's like, "We should go out sometime." And if not, you know, he just basically plays heartless. It's like the tone of this movie. And how he acts. Here, here's what I'm saying. He got a Best Actor nomination for this movie. Right. And won another award for Best Actor. I feel like... One, here's, a, here's what I know, folks. I know that Colin Farrell is a good actor. 
Yeah, he's amazing. He's, he's, he's a good great. actor. Of course. But in this in this role, he acts like like the acting is like something from like a high school like play. Or like forget that. Public speaking class <laughs> we're acting out. Welcome, welcome to the DMV. Right. You are here at the DMV. Like a, in a 100 level class, it's not like you're going to yeah. be a graduate in this stuff. I, I have to renew my license. Right. Did you bring the proper registration? I did. It's like this weird. Like, well, do you think people are like this? Like, are you think we're all this stupid? Or like, I, I don't understand what. The, like, the, weird. Like. The soundtrack. I the soundtrack. I don't know if you noticed. It reminded me a lot of uh, what, what's Anderson. West Anderson. Yeah, right. It West reminded Anderson, me a lot of West Anderson. But it's on stuff. a serious loop, man. There's like no. It's the same eight measures <gasps> yeah, over, over and, and over, over yeah. and over, and yeah. it just and you don't realize that until like halfway through the movie, and then when you do realize it, that starts grating on you. Yes. And then everything else is collapsing in on you, and you're thinking, okay, this director's brainwashing me. This I'm going to end up murdering somebody in the theater. I'm serious, man. You know what I mean? Like this director, <laughs> like you know, there's like single. Like, uh, you know, clips or whatever you want to call frames yeah. with certain pictures on it that I'm like, you know. Um, now that is true. You get paranoid that this yeah. director's trying to uh, stir Which something up. You wouldn't put it past a guy like Yorgos. Your, wait. Right. Yorgos Lanthimos. Dude. And you know, <laughs> written this, by Ephthemus Flapu. And the thing is, this guy's probably a genius, and that's fine. Y- Yorgos, well, yeah. Yorgos Lanthimos sounds like something that would be in a, like a. Uh, Roadrunner cartoon. Oh, I thought like you were going to say something like about... A, no, like in an Acme, like... Right, 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 right. This device. <laughs> well, this movie was edited by Yorgos Mavropsardis. Mavropsardis. Another Yorgos. Or, or like... Is they, Yorgos that common of a name in Greece? When, you know, like when they show Must the, be. the coyote on screen and it's like, you know... Um, you know oh, yeah, he is Greek. Carnivorous, you know... Whatever, like thir- thir- thirsty for meatus or whatever. Oh, you know? <laughs> like you're saying, like the Latin name, or but in this movie, yes, the Greek exactly. for for yeah, I understand. Like uh, like Mr. Can- Cani- uh, Caninus. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there we go. Come on. <laughs> so, uh, real quick here, Colin Farrell finds uh, what he believes to be someone who may be. Maybe a match, but just because he needs somebody, uh, the heartless lady in him, he basically just mirrors what she does. He, he basically another office reference, how Andy Bernard mirrors, uh, Michael Scott, uh, when they first meet, uh, this character, uh, Colin Farrell mirrors everything that, uh, the heartless woman does so he can, they can become an item. Right. And they do it. Uh, and they they, they 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 basically become a couple. They have the combo room. While they're in the combo room, he wakes up at one point, or she, he's laying in bed. She comes over and stands over him. She's fully clothed, by the way. And he go, and she goes, "I killed your brother." <laughs> okay, so this thing is and supposed she, to be a comedy, and I'm so I'm laughing. Yeah, so I guess they're it works to prove out. that she is heartless, and he is willing to play heartless too. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying, I, I like this is supposed to be a comedy, and I don't think it's funny at all. But I'm over here like dying laughing, so it must be a comedy. It's right? a really dark comedy. Though. It's got to be no right? doubt about See, it. See, I'm a Coen Brothers guy. I like dark comedy, man. I yeah, like Fargo. I different. love uh, the Big Lebowski, uh, Caesar. That new one that he uh, Hell Caesar was okay. Yeah. Um, but like this is on a whole another level, man. Like uh, the dark comedy that is coming out of this stuff is. I just I missed it. I killed your brother, Phil. <laughs> I killed your brother, and. Um, she goes, oh, 
He stands up, walks into the bathroom. On the floor is the dog, because his brother was turned into a dog. Right. And he is, it's just a mess. Like, I, it's a, I don't know if I can say this. It's like an Australian Shepherd. Radio us. It's like, a, it's just this, like, blood and everything. Right. And she literally, she's like, I kicked him. I kicked him over and over again. And he made this whimpering sound like this. Like, she literally did that. And then he, and he's like, starts to tear up in there. And then she's like, I knew you were faking. And slaps him across the face. I'm going to go tell the hotel manager. And you're going to. You know, that's right. So that's how she figured out he wasn't hardcore. Which is unbelievable. <laughs> they end up stopping her with a tranquilizer dart. He takes the woman that killed his brother into the transformation room. And he doesn't say what animal transfer. And then at this point, then he ends up going out in the wilderness. I'm going to fast forward real quick here. Um, going out in the wilderness, he meets Rachel Weiss's character. They finally meet. Uh, they hit it off. There's a horrible leader out in the woods, too. Oh, female. Wants to the keep, female, right? Yeah, yeah who yeah, wants yeah, to keep yeah. everybody away from each other. You can live out in the woods and do whatever you want. The only thing is you cannot build relationships with... Uh, you got to stay loners. Yeah, you, you got to stay loners in the woods right. um, and they don't eventually they go on these missions into town uh, so they can act like a couple that's right they build a relationship um, and they end up at the end the leader in the woods he uh, she ends up finding out that they have a relationship she takes Rachel Weiss to this doctor the doctor blinds her right why no. Didn't they have to dig their own graves? Yes, and you that's another uh, said, If you're going to live in this community out in the woods of loners, you, gotta, you do have to dig your own grave. Like, welcome, here's a shovel. Like, go dig your own grave because you're probably going to die. Uh, yeah. And I don't understand the society because if you're in town, they'll ask you for your papers. Are you married? Right. Which probably is another. It's probably a visual on if you're single and you go to parties or if you're single and you're out in the world, they wonder, oh, who, who are you married to? Oh, are you by right. yourself? And that's what Yorgos is probably getting at. Right. Uh, is Yorgos single? If not, by the end of this film, once once these film this film was done, he probably uh, he uh, no, he's married. Well, there you go. So, so I don't know. I don't know why he's so set on society. Is yeah, maybe society's messed up. So anyway, uh, they go out, uh, and then Rachel Weiss has is blinded by a doctor. Uh, the leader blind, has her blinded. Uh, he comes back, and then the movie. Here's how it ends. The uh, the, this is, I remember the this. leader in the woods, he ends up uh, stopping her, putting her in a grave, bound up. These dogs, you're led to believe these dogs get her. Rachel Weiss and him go into the city. She's blind. Um, they're at a cafe, right? Yes, they're at a cafe. And he asks for a fork and a steak knife because he's going to go blind, too. Right. Blind himself with a steak knife in at a cafe. In the bathroom at the... At, it's the it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. He walks away, goes to the bathroom, and it never shows if no, he does which it or is, not. I'm glad, right? Anyway, and, and in scene, right? That was it. <laughs> scene, scene, <laughs> a scene, dude. Anyway, let's rate this on a scale of one horrible to five horribles. One being pretty bad, five being uh, the room. Have you seen the room? You need to watch no. the room. You need to watch the room. It's terrible. Uh, five worst movie you ever imagined. Okay. You me rating me. it. I want to rate it. I'm gonna go three. I mean, I was thinking of three as well because I'm just like, there's there's stuff there, you know. There's and I like, did chuckle a couple times. Right. Uh, this uh, this is right off of Wikipedia. Uh, as strange as it is, thrillingly ambitious. The lobster definitely an acquired taste. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> but for viewers with the fortitude to crack through Yorgos Lathimos offbeat sensibilities, it should prove a savory cinematic treat. 
<laughs> I, I'm sorry. I don't have the fortitude to crack through his uh, sensibility. <laughs> well, bring the butter. Yeah. That's what I said. Bring that old butter. Need a cutting torch. Acquired taste is one of those comments that could be good or bad. Totally. Like, you know, a positive or a negative right. comment. Like uh, garlic Brussels sprouts <laughs> are an acquired taste. <laughs> Smashed. Smashed. Gross. Yeah, right. Okay. So check this out. Uh, let's do uh, goods and bads. What's the goods? Mm. Uh, I, I, the good thing is it kept my attention. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, I, like you never knew what was going to happen. Like anything could happen. It was it, that's I, I dig that about movies. I love movies that are not um, you. You can't predict. Like I hate a movie when you're five minutes in and you're going, that guy's going to end up with that girl and they're going to live happily ever after, or that kid's going to die to make this movie what it needs to be. And so um, you do not get that with this movie. This movie, you are constantly going, what the hell is going on? Yeah. And how is this going to end? Absolutely. And then when it ends, you go, what? And then <laughs> and then it's over. So that's that for me, that's a positive, I guess. Uh, another positive, um, I don't know. Uh, I, I like the cast. The writing was okay. Uh, the, it, it was just so offbeat. There was some funny parts. There was some humor. But uh, for the most part, uh, and, and another positive is we can talk about it on this show. It's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> well, very good. What uh, have you been into lately? What's some things you've been into? Me? Yes. Talk, uh, tell us. Tell, summer. Tell the, we're, yeah. we're in summer right now, so this is June 30th. So first first and foremost, today is my anniversary with my wife. What? 18 years. Yes. Today? Well, yeah. Man, well today. thank you June for 30th. coming on here. What, what? Yeah. Yeah. We celebrated Friday night. We went to the order, had dinner. And then we went to uh, oh we went to Mud Lounge and played games. That's great. Uh, there, <laughs> we played a great game. Uh, we did go see a movie the other night at the Moxie. Uh, we went and saw Late Night. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, the, yeah, new, yeah. Uh, the the gal from The oh. Office, Keeling. Mindy, Mindy Kaling. Kaling, that's it. Uh, and then I always forget uh, yeah, the actress's you name. You know who I'm talking about? She was in. Oh my gosh, dude! She was in one of my favorite movies. My wife hates it. I thought it was a romantic comedy, uh, uh, Stranger Than Fiction, with. Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, Colin Ferrell's brother. So, <laughs> did you ever see Stranger in Fiction? Yes, I did. I dug that movie. Man. I liked it. It was a, it was a sweet. Real I liked comedy. it. Uh, oh. That actress, drum roll please, drum uh, roll please, Emma Thompson. Yeah, and she was just on Saturday Night Live. She's uh, also in um, well, Love Actually. Love Actually, that's right. And I love Love Actually. Love Love. Uh, let's see. Something else is going on. Uh, hold that, hold that oh, thought, sorry. folks, on the pot, on the radio end of it. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, follow us. Uh, this is, was Facebook Live, so you can uh, listen on fa- or watch on Facebook Live. Look for those. Follow us on there uh, at One Horrible Movie on Twitter. Just remember, just because from Hollywood doesn't mean it isn't horrible. Okay. Did you remember your thought? I apologize. No, no, that's fine. Uh, baseball. Uh, son plays baseball. I'm, I'm, yes. I help coach his team. Uh, they're doing great this year. I think they've lost three games, so they're like 25-3. and three. Wow. Uh, the three teams they lost to, they ended up beating later in the season. So, I mean, we're doing, we're doing really well with that. Uh, that's a lot of fun. My daughter is a freshman, going to be a freshman that's this crazy. year in high school, and she made the varsity cheer team. So that's she's, awesome. Yeah, she's that's very competitive. Very, very competitive. She's been doing it since she was like five. So, so she gets yeah, it and likes it. Right. Uh, my wife, um, she's been working this summer. Um, uh, I'm firefighting, you know, in Springfield. Dude. That's what I do. Um, What's your, 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 your firefighting, your uh, schedule? Is it a 
24 on, 48 off. Okay. I just got off this morning. It's wild. So, yeah, I got off at 7 o'clock this morning, uh, got home, changed, took a shower, and went to church. I uh, played drums at my church. It's awesome. Uh, then got out of there, um, took my son to Academy Sports, bought him a thing for his helmet for baseball, and then came here, man. You, um, the fire on the firefighting side of it, uh, are, do you think uh, with technology, have uh, fires increased, decreased? Are we about the same? Have fires been fires no, since the beginning to- of time? No, no, they're totally different now. Um, I think they've decreased uh, with uh, a lot of building codes. Uh, most or all now uh, multifamily dwellings, such as apartment buildings, they're all sprinkled. They all have sprinkler systems in them. Yeah, uh, alarm systems are much more, uh, much more better. Uh, they're much better. Um, they're more much, better. More better. More better. They're more advanced. Um, So in that aspect, less fires. Now, when we do have fires, they're more hazardous because now we have plastics and glues and things that we didn't have back in the 50s and 60s that are burning and the stuff upholstery, carpet. Yeah. Uh, So there's a lot higher cancer rate now with uh, firefighters, even though we have more advanced breathing apparatus and stuff like that. Still can't stop the burning plastic. Absolutely. So... Um, the guys back in the 40s, 50s, you know, they walk into a fire and it's like breathing smoke from a, a, a bonfire. Wood, like wood smoke, yeah. Right. And now you're breathing this black toxic smoke. Jeez. And it's um, and it's got a lower, like flashovers are a big deal now. Uh, homes that are being built now are much more sealed tight. So mm. the heat rises a lot quicker. It does. It's not as drafty as home. You know, these homes are not built for firefighters. They're built for efficiency. So... Uh, if a fire is burning and it's sealed up real tight, mm-hmm. then the heat gets hotter quicker, and then the smoke, like a backdraft, yeah, uh, the smoke is just unburned fuel, and when that heat reaches a certain temperature, it burns the smoke, and so that's called a flashover, and then you're in the middle of it, you're dead. I mean, you have usually three to five seconds to escape a flashover. Oh, my you're, gosh. Or you're done. Which yeah. is no time at all. So. No time at all. Your, the, your temperature at the floor can go from like 450, 500 degrees Fahrenheit to about 1,200, 1,300. Oh, my gosh. Within two to three seconds. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, crazy. It is crazy. I mean, that's what kills firemen. Is, oh, is, are these well, you can't survive that kind of heat. No, no, no. Suits built to. They they try to teach you techniques. Uh, they have a penciling technique or a, like a shower umbrella technique, but those are usually very short lived. I mean, you gotta you gotta haul out and have a plan, have an exit strategy Dude. after that. Even yeah, yeah. I've I've been on one fire that was really close to that. And it was we were looking for two kids that were trapped, and we ended up getting out. Got the kids out. Um, That's good. But we were in the room of origin, or I, I was in the room of origin, and you'll start seeing smoke burn, free like smoke free burn. You know, uh, what they call fingering. What? You'll just see fingers of fire go through the air. God. They're not burning anything; they're just burning the smoke. There's, oh there's so many different gosh. layers of gases yeah. in the smoke, and each one of them has a different ignition temperature. So yeah. whenever the temperature gets to a certain point here, boom, that that gas will start burning. Yeah. So you'll see fingers. And that, that means, say, it's building, this heat's about to, the more fire, the more heat, the more heat, the more gas it's going to burn. And then before you know it, you're on a flashover and you're trying to get out of there. And this room went, and uh, I, luckily I was right by the back door. I knew where my exit strategy was. So oh it burned up my hood, melted the Velcro on my coat, uh, melted a little bit of my helmet. And you are glad to get out of there. Got yeah, the kids out. Burnt my ears. I was off for, I think, four weeks. Oh, my God. Because my ears, they gave me a bunch of silver teen stuff. But, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was hairy, man. Yeah. Woo! That's that's just part of the job. I mean, it's just one of those things that any of those guys, it can happen to anybody. You know, uh, when you know there's kids in there, you know. Uh, you, I was gonna say that the, the you know the, I don't want to diminish anything that you just said. That's, that's an amazing 
act of heroism to do that kind of thing. Like I like I I don't know that I could do that. At any rate, the flip side of it is like those two kids are alive because you guys yeah, went absolutely. In there. Like, well, and, and anybody any fireman that showed up to that scene was going to go in there. You know, in fact, there was police officers that got there before we did, and they were trying to go in with their polyester. That, yeah, that, that would have melted to them, and, and, and the heat yeah. was so intense that they couldn't get through the back door. And luckily, you know, our bunker gear is set up to protect us uh, temperatures, you know, six, five hundred degrees, you know, still. where we can still kind of be comfortable. Uh, it still gets oh pretty gosh. hot. Um, but uh, when you get into uh, eight, nine hundred, I mean, you start, it's it's bad. And so, um, but we got in there. It was crazy. One of the medics that got there, he got through a window before we even showed up and got one of the kids out. And he almost died from smoke inhalation. Yeah, because he, you know, he just taking it in. So. He, he broke out a window, jumped in, and then we came in, uh, found the little girl in bed, and got her out. And then, uh, but we weren't really sure if the other kid was out yet. But it was kind of some yeah. confusion. So we stayed in there, kept looking, and then that's whenever Jeez. that room went. Yeah, it was crazy. But. Anyways, but um, like like I said, any anybody would have done so. It's just that's the way that's the way like the makeup is. I think it's stupidity more than heroism. I think it's I think there's a fine line there <laughs> when you're just like I'm not gonna think about this. I'm just gonna go do it, and whatever happens happens, you know. So, yeah. Um, you were were a policeman yeah. for several years. Six years, okay. uh, five and a half. Does uh, okay in in our area here, live PD comes to town. I'm aware. Have you watched? <laughs> have you watched any live PD? Yeah, I, I hate to admit it, but yes. Is, does it help to help. have live PD in town? Do crime levels go down when live PD is here? No, man. These people love like they put it on their IMDb page that they're on live PD. Man, like these these people that are getting hooked up have it on. Dude, check out Wednesday night. I'm on there, man. I got busted for a warrant and some meth. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's cool. I. I it's funny because it's Green County, and yeah. uh, there's always been kind of a little rivalry between Green County and Springfield PD. Okay, you know, and I was SPD, I was Springfield, so um, you know, it's you watch Green County Live PD, and you'll notice that they're making all their traffic stops in the city limits. So they're actually in Springfield doing all. I mean, and I get it because that's where not, the people are. You're at. not really going to get much live PD footage out in Bodark, you know. No, or now, like now, there was one one thing that happened out there a few a, a while back that was like. It was so like this area. What uh -huh. happened? Like it was like, well, they're stuck in here, and they got a cattle trailer, and they got blah right. blah blah, and it was like way out in the boonies. Right, right, like, right, hey, right. Well, that that makes more sense. Like right. that was that was some of these other parts, like Nye County, Nevada. Like like I watched that. I think it's Nye County. Like you know how many bodies are buried out there, oh man. I mean, dude, I, I watched those guys. I'm like, I'd never be a cop out there. That's like, like casino, like 30 miles out where they're burying all these people. And I'm just like, uh, I don't know if I'd want to be a cop out there. <laughs> but no, live PD's cool. Uh, we, I, I gotta admit, we do watch it at the fire station. Uh, and there's been a couple times where our firefighters have been on the show. Like, okay. in fact, one of the first episodes, a uh, Green County's <laughs> pursuing a motorcycle that wrecked out at. Uh, I believe it's Campbell and James River, and we had a couple of our fire units on there, and we were giving them a hard time. And if you if you show up on TV and you're a fireman, you owe ice cream to your crew. So that's like the thing. If they're at a house fire and they see a helmet or they see somebody's name or they they can recognize that's you, fun. you have to take your crew out for Andy's. And so there you go. How about it? Yeah. Um, you play drums. I do. How long have you played drums? Since I was in fifth grade. Okay. In band? Correct. Okay. Uh, so Thirty-one years. Do man. you play? What what all, what all instruments do you play? I am not a percussionist. 
So I'll, I'll put it that way. I'm a drummer. I, I, so you're playing snare drum and snare marching drum. band. I'm a, I'm a marching percussionist. I'm a rudimental drummer. Did you so. ever, when you were young and in marching band, mm-hmm. did you ever have to march backwards with cymbals? No. Never? No. Nope. Never had to do that? No. He's good, Phil. This one's good. This Why? One, well, I, when I first started, right. like whenever I was like a freshman in high school, right. we had a couple guys that were pretty good. They were older. Yeah, yeah. And so you had to hold the cymbals. I had, you had the guy to crash cymbals, the plates, And you're man. just like, man, you're getting your hands beat on. Sure. And then eventually, you know, those guys graduate, and then you move on to sure. you do that. It's a rite of passage. It is a rite of passage. No, I – Kids uh, these days don't have anything. My, <laughs> I don't my, think it's a good tie in there for that. My high school <laughs> band was not that great. Um I went to Central in Springfield. Okay. Uh, and now, I'll tell you right now, the music program there now is amazing. Chris Rohrbach, he's actually a fraternity brother of mine. Um, he's the band director there now, and they are killing it. But uh, he, um, I, I got to play bass drum my freshman year, okay. and then I was on the snare drum the, re- the other three years. Cool. But then I, uh, I marched at Missouri State for four years. Mm-hmm. I was on the snare line there, and then I marched to your drum corps. And you play drum set, right? I don't play drum set. I mean, I ha- it's like it's like asking somebody, "Do you golf?" You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I golf, but I don't golf well. So really? I play drum set. I can keep a pretty decent beat, yeah. but I'm not a like. There's some guys in town well, that yeah, just, yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. amazing. Richie Allen, mm-hmm. like Bart. Um, uh, actually, he lives here in uh, Republic. Uh, he actually teaches Jack um, drum set. My son. That's cool. But uh, he's 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 a stud. There's some guys in town that are studs, man, that can really play. But I I'm just a rock drummer. Yeah. And then uh, I've got students. I, I taught a kid uh, that went to Willard, um, Clayton Carter. He uh, he's he's a true percussionist. He can play marimba. He can play you know cl- he can play anything from a triangle to whatever. Whatever. And uh, he's amazing at all of it. And uh, he's actually getting his graduate degree now at Mizzou. He's getting a that's, master's that's cool. degree in percussion performance. Yeah. So, so the, I'm I wasn't that kid. Gotcha. I was just a snare drummer. That's so, fun. Yeah. You love drums though. I do, man. I love teaching. I, I'm teaching at Kickapoo now. I teach their uh, marching percussion. I, I, I guess I did. I I knew you helped out at Missouri State. I did. I was getting my master's, and uh, they asked me to help out a couple years, and I did. I did t- two years there for their marching band. And it was it was a lot of fun, you know, getting back into it. I uh, felt young again. I was in college. I was back on the scene. You know, yeah. it was pretty fun. That's fun. And then uh, whenever I got out of there, whenever I finished up, um, it was just so time consuming with kids and wife and it's busy. jobs. And Life's it is, busy. Man. And uh, we put a lot of irons on a lot of fires. I always feel that way. A lot yeah. of times he knows that because he sees it, and he does it too. Like of we course. all. And with the fire department, um, I think there's a. You have your schedule. You work 24 on, 48 off. So, in essence, you're working 10 days a month, uh, but they're full 24-hour days. But you have 20 days off. So, it gives you this illusion that you have all this extra time. So, you you pack a lot of stuff, stuff in, in. And then you realize, whoa. I have to take time off. Right. I've packed way too much in. And yeah. then uh, it's like you get your check, your paycheck, and you're like, well, I got a lot of money. And you start spending money, and then you go, wow, it's all gone. Where did it all go? And then you start adding up all these things that you bought, like the Pop-Tarts you bought at the gas station. You're like, wow, this stuff builds up quick. So I put a lot of things you know, on my schedule, and now yeah. I'm like, wow. So I've cut way back. Yeah, I've cut way back. And you have to. like, You have to just to balance sure. family and, and uh, keep your sanity. Like there's, I, there's nothing better than going to a baseball game on a, on a Thursday night in Republic under the lights and watching my son play baseball cool. or going to watch my daughter cheer at a football game on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. There's nothing better than that. Awesome. And hanging out with my wife and just, and just eating 
you know, massive amounts of cotton candy or popcorn and just drinking terrible soda and just <laughs> and watching either a really bad football game or a really good football game. It, it's it's there's nothing better. So that's what I live for. It's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I do, man. Uh, well, anything else you have going on? I don't know. Think you can think of any shout. Fourth of July, man. Uh, well, I <laughs> I probably shouldn't mention this. I'm doing a. Uh, Is it legal? Uh, don't mention if it's illegal. Ah, never mind. Never mind then. <laughs> but you can mention it. Go ahead. Well, I started this. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend named Walter White. Uh, he's a biology right, teacher right. here in town. He's a chemistry teacher. Uh, he's a chemistry teacher. Uh, right. Biology teacher. He's a chemistry uh, teacher. We got this RV that we drive around. Anyway, he's doing a great job. Doing Somebody great is. work. No, um, I do. Uh, for some reason, I, I mentioned the fire department. For some reason. Uh, I am not a calendar model firefighter. Like, you know, I, I would not be the guy that's <laughs> Mr. Like November. But because uh, there's several guys on the fire department that are in really good shape. But for some reason, they asked me to do this campaign. I, I, you might have seen me on I've TV. I've seen this. I've okay. seen this. He's a television superstar. Not really. But you I, are. I, we I see do, you on there, and Amanda and I are like, unbelievable. There's I Mark. do commercials for the fire department about, uh, it's called the dummy campaign, which is kind of, <laughs> it sounds discrediting, but it's it's like, we the main statement is, you know, most of the fires we respond to are caused by smart people making dumb decisions. Yeah. It's like some people don't realize that if you pour gas on wood, gasoline, and you light it, there's really bad flammable fumes that are coming off of that are that are explosive and so uh some people just think oh gas burns so i'll pour gas on this and i'll throw a match on it and then the next thing they know they're in the burn unit because right. they and so uh it's not that they're dumb it's just they make dumb decisions so uh, our whole campaign tries to follow up on we've done like electrical fires uh, we talk about overloading outlets uh we talked about cooking fires paying attention to when you're cooking uh that's one of our commercials uh, the most recent one is for Fourth of July uh, fireworks awareness and just being safe with fireworks and not going Gosh. going crazy. Um, Good luck with that, especially one. Uh, <laughs> especially people. in this town because on the fourth it's legal to, to fire and it is like, off anything. Yeah, and this town it looks like Armageddon it and does. like World War Three yes. on the Fourth of July, and so. Uh, I see these Chinese lanterns flying through the air, and I'm yeah. like, "There's a flying house fire right there." Four landed on my yard. I, I'm telling you, four. And actually, we have a we have a Springfield address now. We're just, literally just on the other side. Right. One of them, Mark. One of them last night. We actually here's what happened. Amanda goes, "I think there's a trash bag out on the cul-de-sac out here." Right. Because there's a white one of the white ones, right? And I went and looked at it. I was kind of I didn't know what was in it. It looked like a bag. I got closer. And I was like, "This is like paper," you know. And so. I realized I looked at it and I flipped it over and there was still an ember burning on the end of it, right? You know those, you know how it is. Of course, uh, you do. Of course, you know. Um, <laughs> of course, you do. And then I look like some sci-fi film, <laughs> and there are thirty in the air still. Right. And they're like, you know, probably a mile and a half up, or, and they're coming down, it's like a or whatever now or something. There's and like one of them just lands on my yard, and it's like still smoking one of them lands on the neighbor's yard and it is like before it comes down it's got like a bright flame coming off i'm like where are these coming from right right like right. I, I don't know yeah and it's it's crazy it's that there hasn't been more house fires from that it's and it's funny because i'm so paranoid after the fourth okay disclaimer the fourth of july i have at my house is insane and then you're okay to have that. We shoot off a ton of stuff. I, I am okay with that. But right. be, people need to be responsible. Right. Absolutely. Uh, we don't drink. Uh, like, we are sober when we do That's it. Great. Like, we That's shut down by like 10 o'clock. Unto itself. And I will stay up for like an hour and a half with a water hose and just kind of do fire watch at my house until we go to bed. 
And so that's that's. But man, it is. Uh, there is alcohol and fireworks, especially big like mortar shell fireworks, do not mix. No, we've been. Uh, Your response time is so slow that you're like, "What is it going off?" Boom! Burn my face. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You wake up in the burn unit. So. Uh, what, that? what year is this? <laughs> I, I, bet, I bet July Fourth is like the bane of every ER. Oh, workers existence I, I can't imagine working the front desk dude like triage alone you just got to be wanting to i don't know man it's but it's uh it's fun uh it's one of my favorite holidays everybody comes over my mom makes her famous homemade ice cream uh we have like probably 40 people at my house which is way too many people for my house but um but uh and then my neighbor across the street he's crazier than i am and uh we 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 light it up man it's a lot of fun. Yeah, Kids have a lot of fun. Yeah, that's good. And uh, and we got to remember why we celebrate. You know, absolutely. It's our independence. So absolutely, we have, the sound, the bombs bursting in air. Right, ramparts. Right, red so, glare. Yeah, our our daughter is two. She'll be three in a couple of weeks. But like we were watching fireworks last night. And we were already telling teaching her about like this is why we shoot off fireworks. Like it's not just to do something fun. Right. Like, absolutely. You know, like we, we live in a, a great country and, and it, this is a, a birthday for the, for our country essentially. Absolutely. So what, what, you know, what blows my mind and you never learn about pun this intended. Thing. No, with the fireworks. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Missed it. Uh, anyways, uh, what blows my mind, man, and they really don't hit this in history class or they didn't in mine in high school, but the, our founding fathers were traitors. You know they were they were oh, straight they, up they traitors, were, man. Hey, they were going to hey if this didn't work, they were going to die. They're in trouble. They're getting hung, dude. Like they yeah. they are they are losing their heads at the guillotine, or they're getting hung at the gallows, and you don't realize that. Yeah. If the redcoats would have beat us, if they would have came in and taken us out, then then uh, all those guys that signed that Declaration yes. of Independence would have been dead. There is no hamburgers. We're eating so, fish and chips every meal. To sign that piece of paper wasn't just signing it and saying, "Hey, check me out." Like John Hancock, man, that's a huge deal. Like that's a ballsy move, yeah. man. You got to think about yeah. it. Yeah, and so that's that's one of the things I think about. And then the national anthem, how he was in. I think he was in a jail or something. He's 18, watching. Or eighteen twelve. He was on a ship. That's what it was. Eighteen twelve. He was in a ship, and I can't remember which uh, which bay it was. Chesapeake Bay. I just. Right on. I don't know. Who knows? I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry, Francis Scott Key. Right. Wherever you are. Yeah, Francis Scott Key. Now you know. The melody of our national anthem is a British song. Well, but that's a lot of a lot of stuff. We, right, we I get. Talking, it, we I get. Church earlier, so much church hymn hymn music right. was based on popular songs of the time. Right, and that sort yeah, of thing. Sung in bars. Yeah, that because then that they could get into the culture and they could do that way. Sure. It doesn't. That's okay. Everyone's uh, British, but, right? But you don't you don't think about it. You're like that's the irony of it is we were <laughs> yeah. you know trying to get away from that and it's uh, anyways. But Independence Day is amazing if you think about it. A lot of people don't know. Oh, Canada based on an American tune. Ah, a no, Bieber song or just, no? He's Canadian. I just made that up. And James. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what El Canada is. It probably is an original tune. It's an old Chinese folk song. <laughs> it probably is. Yeah, and then uh, Jameson Irish whiskey was made by a Scotsman. Really? John Jameson's a Scotsman. Sad. Nothing's authentic. Nothing is original. Yes. Not even an '80s reboot I'm with Chucky right. or Alf coming to NBC this fall. Boom. Willie, I watch a lot of Brady Bunch too. How about the Brady Bunch? How, uh, uh, when Cousin Ollie showed up, though, you were like, this is I'm done. It's over. The jump the shark moment it's right It's over. When Florence Henderson and uh, Barry started having relations, uh. man, it's over. 
There are some there are some good episodes from that era though, like the UFO episode. Yeah, where he's up in the window. I, I showed that to my son any the other of the day. The Joe Namath stuff's good. Yeah, that's true. Or the are uh, the uh, Bravo uh, Johnny Bravo. Uh, I'm sure I've seen it. No, no, uh, the guy from the Monkeys, Davy Jones. Oh, Cassidy. Yeah, David Cassidy. David Cassidy. Well, Davy Jones. Like those episodes were good when the Monkeys were doing their thing. Yeah. Or when Jan like started freaking out and staring oh, no, at the I'm light. Of, I'm thinking of the Partridge family. You're, you're right. David Jones. Right. And Marsha yeah. got hit in the face with a football. A bunch. Several a times. A bunch, yeah. And then their grass in the backyard was straight up like that oh, short, it was indoor, nasty turf. turf. Right. <laughs> and like you watch the show and you're like, I'll be. Uh. Isn't that weird? And then there's like several different shadows. You know what I mean? So there's like five different suns. Were they or the first couple to sleep in the same bed on TV? I think Wasn't that's that right? true, yes. Because like they had the witch, they didn't. Yeah, they slept in separate little right? like single beds. Twin beds. Twins. Yeah, I think. And, and they really showed that off. They are like, hey, let's go. Look at this. Yeah. And then he ended up being... They didn't he, say that. And then he was gay in real life. Really? Yeah. Oh, I, I think I knew that. that. I think I knew that. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Huh. There he is. And then Marsha, uh, man, uh, yeah, Cousin Oliver. That was terrible. It's like Scrappy-Doo on Scooby-Doo. <laughs> well, that's what they always do, though. Dude, Scrappy-Doo's terrible. Did, did you ever look at the website, jumpthesharp.com, when it was a thing? You ever heard of that? No. So jumpthesharp.com is literally one of my favorite websites ever. And then TV Guide bought it, like and so this guy, had, this guy, the I can't remember the guy's name that created it, but he created this website and it had all these like polls that people could take, right. and you take these polls and you would vote on uh, characters that me, me, meant when a uh, show jumped the shark. The term comes from an episode of Happy Days when Fonzie literally is in the Wisconsin Bay <laughs> and jumps a shark on a speedboat. Really? Why is wow. why is this or Milwaukee Bay or wherever it is? Why is the shark in the bay of in Wisconsin? Right, you know it might have been a Great Lake. Heck, I don't know. Is that right geographically? Uh, Ted McGinley, who played uh, the neighbor on Married with Children. Yes. Uh, okay, you know who him? Yes. He's in he's in uh, Revenge of the Nerds, I believe. He's in some. He other got stuff. replaced though, right? Or no, he okay. was the replacement. He replaced, uh, but he on that site was the patron saint of that website. Because if he shows up on your show, it's getting canceled. Oh, right on! <laughs> like literally, there was like five five instances of like the next season it's over, or like two seasons That's later it's awesome. over. So yeah, he was Omega. No, he was uh, uh, Adam Ants or what? Um, What's the name of his fraternity? Now he's talking about return, Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, Revenge of the Nerds. What was his fraternity's name? It was the Ome- like they a, had the Omega Moves, like the Tri Lambs, like, and the Omega Moves. Yeah, he looked like that that straight up eighties frat right. guy. Nerds. Nerds. Right. And anyway, John so Goodman I love it. Man, it's so good. Um, Jump the Shark. I wish it's not around anymore. Jump the Shark. When the, when the series guy goes from it. good to bad. Yeah, but it's a great idea. And it was a fun website. Uh, and I mean, uh, I don't know if you... Did you watch Game of Thrones? You ever watched oh, yeah. Every dude, episode. Dude, they jumped the shark at the last season. They did. Uh, and, and a lot of people, they talked about how HBO was willing to fund 10 episodes. What? And that's where I've... I've, I've many people have said this. Uh, and they uh, were like, no, we're going to get it done in eight. I, I don't know. I, did, I think they did it in six, though. Wasn't the last oh, season six? I think it was eight, but it was, was it no. crammed. It, it was wasn't six, six right? was it? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm almost positive. i got to look this up. i got to fact check. Oh, looky here. Is it okay if Jack and Joey light fireworks now? Not without you there. That's No, go for it, boys. What? No! Sorry. The wrong... No, six episodes. What the heck, guys? Yeah, I told you, man. I didn't even watch it. I, I don't think they could have done it in ten. <laughs> yeah. Well, they could have finished it off a little bit better. It wasn't uh, 
I don't know. Well, you watched the new. What were you going to say about it? You were what? You were saying saying something about Game of Thrones. Oh, how they jumped the shark. Oh, how it season. jumped the shark. Yeah. Um, was the the final before we wrap up the the final? Um, what was I going to say? The final uh, battle, the night uh, long, longest night battle of uh, Winterfell. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, was it? Were you fine with it up to that point? I was. Okay, I was. I I, I like the better battle I of too. Winterfell. People I thought like, it's, oh, it's so dark. Well, I mean, what, what, dude, I think that wouldn't it be really added to the ambiance? Like you're like, what is going on, man? And when yeah. she, they send all those Dothraki, the Dothraki out there, like, yeah, and then like all and just <laughs> and you're just like. Yep. Uh oh, this is problematic. And, and then, man, what? God, I'm so frustrated with it, dude. Because I spent. Did I, you watch I Lost? A lot of no, no. I watched Lost. See, I and so I I've been frustrated by a show before. So right, I have. No, I didn't watch it. Lost. I heard it was amazing. I it was watched, amazing, dude. You know, you know what's crazy? I haven't watched Breaking Bad. You should. I can't get my wife to watch it. I've, I've heard. No, like we've, the, we've seen uh, Better Call Saul, which is the follow up. Break off, or they're right. actually prequel, technically. Right. Technically, which is weird. It's great, and my wife's watched it. But how Brant got the uh, throne. <coughs> Isn't oh, that weird? It's stupid. Like, it's the stupidest thing I've so ever weird. seen in my life, dude. Yeah. That <laughs> I kept seeing these memes, like, whenever you're in a group project and you don't participate, but you still get the A. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's Brant, you know? It's like, yeah. And I'm like, dude, it should have been Jon Snow, or it should have been, like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Cersei? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> the Hound, man. The Hound should have got the throne. Yeah, that would have uh, been great. Kill them all. That's what no, said. what's her name? Uh, the the little BA girl. No, 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 Arya. Arya. No. Yeah, she killed the Night King, man. And they and a lot of people were upset about that. They said the Night King should have had a bigger role, bigger like. <sighs> How is she gonna? I mean, right. I don't know. He basically was the thing running the show. I thought that was a cool ending. In that. Oh yeah, I loved how he's just smiling at him. You know, like he's just got when that, that look. The dragon's that, trying to yeah. blow him up. And he's just like got this grin on his face, like good luck, you know. Yeah. But then the the very last scene where she comes out of nowhere and stabs awesome. him. Yeah, I was like, that's amazing. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I did too. I dug it. I totally dug it. Uh, but then, just, the, then the, I don't know what happened. Like, uh, they like went so turbo speed. You know what should happen? They did go turbo just speed. Just end it there. Right. Like, just yeah. end the series there. Is that episode four or three? Three. So, episode four, five, six don't exist. What blows my mind is they spent so much time building these storylines and building these characters. Just kind of. And kind then of, they just cut everything off. At the end, end, it was over. It's like take your time, man. You know what you have before. No, not but, gonna do um, it. Not gonna do it. I had hopes. I had high hopes, but man, it just it did not do what I wanted it to do. In fact, I thought, well, I'll watch the whole series over again. You know, and now that I know the ending, I'm like, nope, I'm over it. You know, I'm because I, I will know this whole time why I'm watching all this huge character development. Then it doesn't even matter. Doesn't matter. And that's why. That's why they. Uh, that's right. why it's so bummer for everybody. Yeah. It's really hard to get invested in a show. Right. How, what a great life we live here in our country that it's we can... ridiculous that we can waste all this time watching crap. <laughs> I'm serious, man. Like, this Handmaid's Tale, every time I watch it, it's so, like, anti-woman. You know, I mean, it, it's it's showing the power of women. It's yeah. showing the pers- perseverance. But like, it's like, crush, crush, but yeah, crush. Yeah, totally. And yeah. so the whole time you're just pissed off with these characters. And then uh, I get done watching them all, like, worn out. And I'm like, why am I watching this? You know, it's just wearing me out. But it's such a good, it's it's still pretty good. You know, it's outlived the book. You know what I mean? Like yes. the book's over. Kind of like Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones but, did. But, but the writers are still doing a pretty good job. Yeah, and I wish George R. George R. Martin would have. Well, he's talking about I mean, writing I wish them. he would have. I wish he would have worked faster. Right. To finish 
course. Finish it. That way they, they would have had that to run off of, and there we go. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't, I, know. I don't know. Right right now, I'm afraid that they're going to milk this turnip. That is this Handmaid's Tale that I'm watching right now, and, and they're going to milk that turnip and just keep regurgitating this stuff and the struggle and blah, 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 and the Iliad and this and that and the Battle of Chicago and until they finally say, okay, we can't give them any more pennies out of this. They've got to end it, and then they just cut it off. Yeah. You know? And they do that. That's they what they do. do. There They're was a looking. show, man. There was a show. Did you ever see um, – it was on uh, Showtime or what was it on? It was called like Golden City or something like that, and it was about a casino. Hmm. And uh, this guy ran the casino, but there was a lot of stuff going on in the background. What was the name of that show? But anyways, it was amazing. It was so good. Was it Atlanta? It's, did it have uh... – it had the dude, you know, the guy with the baseball bat with the barbed wire around it that's oh, in Negan? Walking Dead? It's that guy. And he was running He's this casino. Showtime? Yeah, it was on, uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, la, la, la. He plays Thomas Wayne on one of the... Uh, Thomas Wayne? Well, but he's, he plays Batman's dad on... Uh, oh. Okay. On uh, Gotham? On, no, on, on, on the Ben Affleck version. They showed him. Jeez. Uh, He's the dad. Working. Walking yeah. Dead, but there was this series, and it was so good, and it was so twisted, and the and the plot was so excellent. And um, Negan is probably Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That's who it is. Jeffrey Dean Morgan's the Isn't guy. Is he a comedian too? Wasn't he the comedian on the on uh, the Watchmen movie? Yeah, he was. Okay, so let's see here. Let me find this show. Good Wife, The Losers, Rampage, View All. Let's see here. But it was on. Um, so let's. Magic City. Yeah. Magic City. Magic dude. City. Good? Amazing. On man. Showtime, you said? Yeah. Or whatever it was on. Uh, let's see here. Uh, 91% of people like this show. Um, I didn't say. But, anyways, long story short. Long story short. I love this show. So, on. on probably shouldn't talk about this. On Sundays at the fire department. Mm-hmm. On Sundays. Um, <laughs> We come in, and we're not really obligated. It's more of a sacred day for firefighters. It's, okay. it's just like, you know, it's what we do. And we come in, and we usually cook breakfast. We usually don't eat breakfast. We pay for our own meals. We put our own money in. We pay for our own meals, go to the store, do all that. But on Sundays, we come in, and we'll fix breakfast. Somebody will bring in eggs and bacon and all that. And and, uh, and then it's like a chill day, okay? That's the one day out of every three weeks that we can kind of chill. And we answer calls for service, but we can – uh, have our family over. We can kind of. That's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. It's very cool. It's the, it's something that uh, our administration, you know, is okay with. And so, yeah, a lot of times, need that that a lot of times, space. when I was when I was doing my master's work, uh, I would do a lot of homework on Sundays. Um, or if I'm working with Kickapoo Drumline, I do a lot of preparation for them, or like this. So, um, so long story short, me and a guy watched Magic City first two seasons on a Sunday. Like we were wrapped up, man. We had headaches, our eyes were bloodshot because we watched this this series, and we loved it. We fell in love with it, and then we found out they just canceled it out of nowhere. And it was like, what is the deal? And they kept like hinting that they were going to bring another season back, and they never did. It's kind of like Firefly, you know? Yeah, and you got a uh, well, a friend of ours, uh, Jared Chester. Does he always says he won't watch the first season of anything? Really? Because right, you don't want to get wrapped in, and, and then it boom. gets canceled, right? Anyway, that's that's probably a good ideology. Um, but it's hard to do. Well, it's like the first season of Parks and Rec. You can kind of skip it. Yeah, and they changed it that show. Right. 
enough to where it was that bond. So, and that's another thing about the commercials that I'm doing with the fire department. They they want to be more of a Ron Swanson guy. That's why they didn't pick like a good looking, like muscle bound <laughs> dude. They picked Ron someone. Ron Swanson is awesome. By yeah, the way. he is. He is. They actually said study him. And I said, what kind of acting do you want me to do? And they said, don't do any acting. Just act mad and read the lines. So who put these together then? You said uh, a guy was... named David Cron. Okay. Uh, he works for the city, and he is amazing, man. He does a really good job. Um, uh, the filming, the editing, he does everything. And he's a city employee, and this is what he does, a PR gig for the city. And uh, he, he, figures, he does all the location stuff. He does all the filming. He does all the lighting. He does all the audio. And he's got some guys that work with him, and mm-hmm. I've seen a couple of them, but and he does the casting. I mean, it's he That's does awesome. he does everything, man. Yeah. Man, it's a lot of fun. Uh the third one we did was the smoking. I don't know if you ever saw that one where they're all playing poker around a table and we're like in this dingy like basement and uh all these girls are smoking cigarettes and they're like putting cigarettes in plastic bottles and they're saying, you know, and I'm the whole time I'm spilling, you know, use an ashtray, don't use a bottle of, you know, smoking safety blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And um but none of us smoke cigarettes. And the only way to get the effect was to have real cigarettes. And so we had like all these cigarettes burning. And it took us like three, four hours to film oh, this thing. So you're like, oh my gosh, man. Hey, we're just in there. The like, next day, the next day, you're just like, ugh. Right, right. <laughs> well, you just walk out of there and you're just like, I know. oh my gosh, man. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. And we have we have some really good actors on there. Um, all the all the girls in that scene were there. Uh, they 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 act. One one lady's uh, got a showdown of Branson that she choreographs, and then. This last one, we had a kid named Staley. I forgot his first name. But anyways, he actually worked with Second City up in Chicago. Wow. Yeah. So he's got he's, cool. yeah he's got some comedic chops. Does he do like Springfield Improv? Or? He did. Yeah. He did. Um, he does a lot of improv stuff. He was in. Uh, he does some serious stuff too. He was actually in a, a play that we went and saw a while back. It was. Jeez, uh, what's the girl's name? It's deaf and blind. That was a genius. Um, Helen Keller. Helen Keller. Yes, yes. Uh, the magic. The, I always said Mary Curie. Yeah. Like, no, she's the radiation one. No. Um, Helen Keller. Yes. Uh, what's uh, the miracle worker? Mm-hmm. He was in that with a friend of ours, and that's, that's cool. how I saw him the first time. But he did a really good job, and he improved most of his lines, and it was it turned out to be pretty funny. My son Jack's actually in it at the very end, chasing him, and that's awesome. Yeah, we had a really good time. It, it's a lot of fun doing these commercials. Um, I just feel like a, a heel most of the time. I'm just standing there like, here I am, you know. Just read the lines and act mad, so that's what I do. <laughs> that's, you got to do what's put put on the paper for you to do, though. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's cool, man. Well, uh, we appreciate you coming on. I love this, man. I can't believe you came on your anniversary. Don't say that anymore. My <laughs> wife's going to start thinking that something's up. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. She uh, She's cool as hell. Like, we uh, we celebrated Friday night our anniversary yeah. so today's just kind of a chill day you said you went to the mud lounge which is great we it's did fun. we went to the mud we played this game called uh what's your meme mm-hmm. i think and it's like it's it's like these meme pictures like you know these famous meme pictures and then you get like seven cards of these sayings and then you have to play the right card for that meme and it's some person's turn to pick the meme out they play the cards they shuffle them up and then the person that picked out the meme reads off the sayings for this it's so funny. You'll be laughing. You're so cool. crying. I love it. And then they pick the best one. Do they have points. it there or did you take it there? We took it there. Took it Actually, there. Alyssa bought it for us for our anniversary and That's then fun. met some friends up there. And yeah, we had a really good time. Cool. Well, um, I love it. Well, thanks for coming on. Life's good. Uh, anytime you want to come on, you're welcome to come on. I appreciate it's it. It's been man. too long. It has. I do. Here's what I do, and I understand this. 
like we'll get going and I'll we'll we'll bank a few episodes, we'll get ahead, we'll get behind, we'll yeah. and then sometimes I'm like last minute kind of booking last minute. And right. it's like it, I've done this with several people where I'm like, Oh, they should come back on. Right on. And then I'm just like, Oh, oh I forgot to you know, sure. so Yeah. It's How often fun. do you do this? We do it every week. Oh wow. Every week. Okay. Well, Mark, you the man. Thanks for coming on. Thank you guys. And you got man. to be the first person on on, on Facebook. Video, yeah. uh, break on live that video. thing, probably. <laughs> Sorry. Well, cool. Uh, thank you. Thank you. And everyone listening, thank you. Thank you. And we will see you all soon. Uh, holla back. See you soon. <laughs> bye bye. The Horror Movie Podcast is heard weekly on great stations like 88.1 KZ88, South Central Missouri's Public Radio, 104.1 Caps Media in Ventura, California, 103.5 WADR, Janesville, Wisconsin, and 105.5 KFGM, Missoula, Montana, from Missouri to Missoula. The Horror Movie Podcast is available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at the thehorribmoviepodcast.com.